from the Credit Union National Association. This is the CUNA News Podcast. Credit Union people, credit union ideas. I'm Ron Jose, Senior Editor with CUNA and Credit Union Magazine. Ann Legg is the Director of Market Client Strategy at Advantage Analytics, a division of CUNA Mutual Group. She is a recognized credit union expert and thought leader with an MBA thesis on the credit union business model, as well as two internationally published white papers on credit union business strategy. As much as anyone in our industry, Anne knows how understanding data can truly add value to the member credit union experience. In this podcast, she shares how credit unions can begin that journey and use data to leverage their position of trust to get to know their members better. Anne, can you tell us a little bit about your credit union background? Absolutely. So um, I'm really fortunate. I spent pretty much my entire adult life in credit unions. Um, I started actually working for a firm that did uh, NCIF and marketing services for credit unions. Then I was able to launch into working for a credit union, and I did that for over 20 years. And in that, I spent 17 years in the C-suite with credit unions. And my primary focus was really trying to leverage all that gorgeous data we have for insights to help us grow. So you actually, your your start was actually uh, in data then, wasn't it? Yes. Yes, it was. MCIF data. Yep. Okay. That's very interesting. So you're kind of, in a way, you're kind of back to where you started and several years forward, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's one, that is one way to look at it. I hadn't thought of it that way. Can you tell me about Advantage Analytics and uh, what you do there? Absolutely. So it might probably be, be beneficial to maybe pull in a couple pieces together if you, if you yeah. will entertain that. Yeah. So started in credit unions, love credit unions, think they're the coolest thing since sliced bread, and have spent a lot of time really working and understanding. Um, I was, I spent eight years serving in a variety of different kind of leadership positions for the CUNA Marketing Business Development Council. And then I also went back to school and got my MBA. And the program that I was involved in, we needed to do a thesis. And I figured if I was going to spend that much time and energy, I wanted it to be something really powerful. So my thesis is really around how do you create a different business model than the one we currently have? And it has a lot to do with what kind of data and and abilities that we have from the information um, currently at our fingertips. That particular body of work actually was was kind of a fun way. It left me into a whole different environment, and that was it was received for both presentment as well as um, publication at the International Cooperative Summit. And that's a really interesting group because that's the Davos of cooperatives. So not only our financial cooperatives, you know, credit unions there, but also education and healthcare. And it meets every other year in Quebec. And what they're there is they're looking for how do cooperatives become stronger? What what are some interesting research projects? So my thesis was published there. And then also, it was also, um, I was also did a body of work around how that can actually be applied. And that was also published there. So makes me the only credit union expert to be published not once, but twice at the International Cooperative Summit, which brings me into where we are with data right now. I spent some time consulting. I spent some time working for Spicerve, helping them lead their credit union strategy. And then um, I built a company called Thrive, and in that, I was solving the business problem of what do I do with my data once I get it connected. Then that joined into Advantage Analytics, which is a subdivision, if you want to think about it, 
or not a subdivision, more like just a division of human mutual group. And what we do at Advantage Analytics is we offer what we like to call a sort of a data ecosystem, and that is a platform for which you have data warehousing, data management, data reporting, as well as, of course, um, predictive analytics. So that was the long pathway to answer the question of, okay, what do I do for Advantage Analytics and bring you there? So I'm the director of client and market strategy, and my job is specifically to help credit unions develop that transformational business strategies to help them grow. So you can see how it all fits nicely into what I just talked about. And the, the purpose is really to understand, you know, the credit union looking at themselves. And I believe credit unions have more data than Amazon. So how do we take what we have? How do we um, create it into insights? How do we help the credit union transform and survive and thrive in this currently really crazy marketplace? And specifically, we help with use case identification, you know, that is identifying that business problem that the data can help the credit union solve. How do we educate on really key pieces like data governance? And then, of course, how do we really help the, you know, develop a data culture for data centricity? So you've really done some, I, I guess you would say, intellectual heavy lifting here. Um, <laughs> in regards I like to think of it as academic, academic prowess. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And, Deep research. Yeah, and I, I just didn't realize that. So, and, and can you unpack that a little when you, you talked about changing the business model? Can you just talk, tell me a little bit about what that kind of, what your thought process was there? The, the piece you got to think about right now is, you know, with credit unions, right? We are an intermediary, a financial intermediary at our core. So how do we take what we have and how do we leverage that for, you know, the member experience? Because you know, that's our mission. When you think about it, you kind of think about it, you kind of unpack it in this way, right? When we started, we, the credit union industry, when we started, we started in this beautiful way. We said, you know, there's this, there's this financial need, and so we need to pool our resources, and we have these origin stories. And these stories are just lovely, and I've read so many of them, and it, and it starts like this. You know, I've got several people who want to get together, and it's usually five to seven people who get together who start a credit union to serve a certain common bond, whether that is an employer or a region or what have you. And I'm going to put my money, and I'm going to put it in some cool type of a box, whether it's going to be a shoebox or a lockbox or whatever. And that is going to be the start of a credit union. And as I lend, lend that money out, as I do as a good financial intermediary, then I need to make sure I give it to the best person for the best purpose. And we used to lend really without much structure. Now, you know, roll the clock forward to 90, 100 years, and now we look at it, and we still want to give what I call that beautiful hug. You know, if I had to say what's the difference between a credit union and other financial institutions is that we hug. We really do understand our members. How do we take data and how do we do that that hug in that digital way? And how do we also add data analytics to it and information? So let's think about that as like our heart. How do we match the heart? So all that gorgeous data we know about our members and how we use it to the hug and how do we do it for, you know, an audience of 100,000 or more members? So that's really the piece of what we're talking about to think about ourselves differently, to think about credit unions as more of a tech environment, but let's be clear about this, a tech organization that hugs, and how do we take that data and think about putting that member now in the center of it and solving those problems that the member has. One advantage that credit unions have is they that they've long had, and it's part of their history, as you said, and I guess it's part of that hug, is they have a level of trust with their members. They always have. And that would seem to be uh, an advantage that they have when it comes to leveraging the knowledge they can gain with that data. Is that something that you've kind of fostered in here? 
1000%. And that is a great question. So anytime that uh, you may be having a bad day, go to the Kellogg Trust Index and go look up the trust index compared credit unions compared to other financial institutions and you will love it. Because to your exact point, it's usually around 20 points higher than other financial institutions. And that is exactly it. Credit unions have trust. And trust is a beautiful uh, commodity when you think of it. And commodity is really a bad word. It's, it's a, it's such a value crux because you look at that and say, I trust you. That means I'm giving you emotional and I'm giving you loyalty and I'm giving you all sorts of pieces. That means I know you're doing right by me. I know you're wearing the white hat. So when credit unions are thinking about that trust, you need to think about, let's think about the trust piece, right? Let's kind of hold that right here, kind of close to us. And let's think about what that member wants you to do with it. So I trust the credit union. I've chosen you, again, because you have the white hat. And I know you're going to do good by me. Um, credit unions, the, their members want them to know them. So please don't make me fill out a whole bunch of applications if, if I'm already a member. You should know me. So please use that data to know me better. And then I want you to understand my needs. And when I think about it, uh, you know, when you think about what does a, a member need, they really have a few very fundamental needs. And that is I have the need for shelter. I have the need for transportation. I have the need for hopefully travel and play. And I have the need for short-term and long-term deposits. That is, that is not my doing. That's just a whole bunch of research out there that proves that. So if those are my fundamental needs, hey, create union, know them and know how you fill them and do this magic sauce that beautiful data can when it's combined. Can you please take that and know my need before I know I need it and help me fill it? Is that kind of what you mean when you talk about those needs and we have that financial information? Is that what you meant when you said that credit unions have more information at our at hand than Amazon? Think about it this way. So Amazon has, you know, the information they have our purchase history. They might know what purchase transaction period we have, and they know all of our search history, right? I mean, they have obviously a lot more than that, but just think about it from that standpoint, right? Credit unions have 60 to 100 different data systems in their organization that goes much farther and deeper than that. We have all the information around the credit transaction, so credit history, where you've lived, how old you are, how long you've been employed. We have more information about the knowledge of our members than I would hazard a guess than Amazon does. Amazon doesn't know what your credit history, I mean, your, you know, what your purchase history is, what, where you go, who you shop. They can see some of it from your intersection with them, but not to the deep range that the data credit union has. You know, let's just think for a second, right? I can know what kind of car you have, but I can also know what kind of car you want because I can look at the data of where you live, what your age is, what's the presence of children, you know, children you may have. I can understand where you want that car to be and I can then give that car and pre-approve you for that car before you say to me, hey, I'm currently driving a minivan and I'd love to have a sportsmobile. Can you explain how hard or rather how easy it is for a credit union to use data just to get to know their members a little better? Absolutely. I mean, you know, when you think about data, right, you think about how data rich a credit union is, and I, and I really do want credit unions to think about how beautifully data rich they are. I know it feels overwhelming when you think, well, what do I do with my data? But exactly. you have a lot of it. Right. You have a lot. And, and, and of course, you know, let's walk through kind of what, what are your options? Well, you, you need to find a way to take that data and be able to harness it. And I was mentioning an ecosystem. And in that ecosystem, you clearly need to have the ability to have some sort of a data management tool. And when you have a data management tool, you're going to want to have the ability to extract and self-service reports out of that to be able to see the insights. And then you're going to want to be able to take those insights and turn them into actions right now. I've simplified quite a bit here. Let's think about right now 
what the heck I do with that data? Because that's the part that seems overwhelming. Your members have friction doing business with you. You can ask your front line. You can ask your leadership team around that. What is that member friction that your data can help you solve? So as you say, what's a simple piece to look at that? When you're sitting there looking at the data itself, think about that information you already have, okay? So the information I already have, like you said, is I have lending information. But if I have my credit card data and my debit card, I also have a lot of purchase information. I can easily identify, well, goodness, what's the member spend? Let me, let me look at a segment of my members and see where are they buying, you know, maybe gas, groceries, what are their large retailers? I mean, that's right there. If I know that information, I've really gotten some nice level of personalization, right? Because if I can tell where you buy your gas and where you buy your groceries, that tells me a little bit more about you. But let's also talk about what your other relationships are. So if you're making a payment, and the payment data, of course, is also very, very fabulous and very rich, I can see what other relationships you might have. And so I can tell, hey, perhaps there, you know, maybe my key competition isn't necessarily who I think it is. Let me look into truly and actually where my members are making other relationships, other payments. And let me, let me identify that. You know, the other key piece that's also in your payments is disruption. There are over 12,000, you know, fintechs out there taking just tiny, beautiful slices of the credit union marketplace because they can either do something, fill one niche really well and, and possibly with a much better process. But who is that disruptor? Is it PayPal? I mean, PayPal is substantial in our marketplace, and they are completely solving the problem of how do I do, you know, person-to-person payments. But they're also very sneaky in getting in there and adding credit cards. What other disruptors are out there? What other peer-to-peer payment systems or peer-to-peer lending do I see? We need to understand as an organization simply who is my competition, who are my disruptors, and what can I learn about the member to be able to serve them so much um, better. What, did, what do you mean by friction when you said that you, we have that data and there's, there's friction? What do you mean by that? So if you ask a credit union, and, and we do spend a lot of time talking to credit unions about member friction, and we say, what, you know, what, is the, what is the pain point that the member has doing business with you? And you'll see it in a lot of different ways. You'll see it in perhaps hours. You'll see it in processes. Um, you'll see it in access. You'll see it in overall experience, member engagement. You'll see it in um, all those different pieces. And let me get specific on you. One of the most common areas we hear friction is around a check hold. So I'm a member, and I am going to use mobile deposit to deposit this check. It is over the limit that you've given me, and now my check is rejected. I don't physically want to walk into your branch because I don't have the time or the capacity or you're not open when I am available. And now I can't get access to my money and I'm kicked. So why don't we use the data to say, hey, how often does this person use mobile payment? How often are, what are the size of their checks? And maybe, heck, they don't need that full amount. They only need a portion of it. So why don't we just make that portion always available? That manages our risk and it allows that member to be happy in doing that. That's a good friction point um, and a very common one for credit unions. As far as advantage analytics, how do you help the members? What sort of solutions do you provide the members? They're credit unions, I'm sorry. So, right, I'll just let you be clear on that. We we provide to the credit union, and then we help the credit union then use the data solutions to um, help solve the member problem. So, again, we offer, as I was talking about specifically, we offer, you know, like what we like to think about is kind of the data ecosystem. And in that, we've got kind of a, a common data model where you've got the data management, you've got data reporting, and you've got predictive analytics, and it and it lives either on-premise, but more importantly, on the cloud, so that it's completely secure. And that allows a lot of current credit union systems 
to access it, so CRM, other different applications, you know, credit union organizational applications, plus third-party solutions, plus whatever else we want to add there to give you those insights, those robust insights. So let's drill that into to clean options here. Advantage Analytics is here to offer you data management, reporting and visualization, so that, you know, how do I, when I have my connected data, how can I understand it? We want to give it to you in a self-service ability. Sure. And then we want to make sure that you can understand some prediction. So the, the, what's imperative for credit unions today I, to understand, I think, is that their competitors are using big data. They're used, uh, competitors are using big data. And that's why it's important that credit unions kind of leverage it as well, isn't it? it yes. And I think let's think about this a little bit wider than that. You know, large companies today are using data to transform themselves. How do I become something different and serve my member and create competitive advantage? Credit unions have that same opportunity, but instead of maybe having one slice of the data, they're exceptionally robust. So they could really transform what they do and most importantly, transform that member experience. And let's let's just be clear about that. If I understand, you know, you, the member, right, then I can make you have an experience that is incredibly beneficial. And let me just walk through an example of what this can look like, right? Yes, please. So if I've got if I've got connected data, that means that my information, my my information about me and my information about what I do can all live together and start talking. So let's do an example. I have a Fitbit on. And that Fitbit allows me to understand, you know, what I eat, how I sleep, what are my calories, how healthy am I. It also may have my blood pressure, you know, um, on there as well, my, my heart rate. So you think about how that's connected to my phone. My phone's connected to um, a variety of different things. That's called the Internet of Things. So that can be connected to my nest, which is my home. It can be connected, obviously, to my financial situation. So this is a very reasonable experience, right? I'm driving home, and I say, you know what? I've had a hard day. I'm going to tell my, you know, my um, using my app on my phone. I'm going to go tell my house to turn on the air conditioning and please put my favorite relaxing song on. So I get into my house. I walk in, and the first thing that happens is Alexa says, hey, welcome home, Anne. And I say, thank you. And she says, you know, I was watching your blood pressure today or your heart rate, and I see it was pretty pretty active. You know, you, you must have had a busy day. Why don't you go into the fridge and get yourself um, a nice refreshing beverage? And I say, that's a fabulous idea. So I walk over to the fridge, and she says, you know, that's the last one. If you say yes, I'll order you more. I'm like, great. And I say yes. I go sit down, and there's music. I'm comfortable. I'm having my refreshing beverage. And then, of course, Alexa says to me, you know what, we realized you've been on the road quite a bit and you've got a credit card payment that needs to be made tomorrow. And I say, okay. And she says, but you don't have the funds in your account. If you say yes, I'll make that transfer right now. And then I'm going to tell you how you're not going to get in the situation again. Now, I right then and there love Alexa and Alexa is connected to my credit union and my credit union knows my problem and is ahead of the battle and is helping me do what I need to do. That is connected data. That is the power of connected data. And we have all that data to be able to do that. Are you using artificial intelligence? We, as an advantage analytics, yes. that is clearly something that we are, um, obviously, yes, we're working with it. Um, is that a solution we have offered right now? Um, no. Okay. Yeah, I just wonder because it, it just seemed to be kind of in that realm. But that's a wonderful... Well, now let's, oh, go well, ahead. let's be clear about that. What, well, yeah, let's be clear about that. Um, artificial intelligence has a variety of different pieces. So in the example I gave, which was Internet of Things, let's let's not confuse the pieces. If you're thinking about how are we using data to build algorithms, of course we're using that type of knowledge because yeah. the algorithms then help us understand predictions. So yes, so I don't want to say that's a flat out no. We're using AI in um, uh, most applicable ways, but 
do we have a system that says, here's how your Internet of Things connects up? N- no. So I just want to make sure I'm clear as how sure. we articulate um, the pieces. Does that sure. make sense? Yeah, and that was a wonderful example. I think that was a, a wonderful example, kind of a modern-day example of how you, of as you said, how uh, credit unions can kind of ease their way into that daily experience of members, as I said, and make their members' lives a little bit easier and just, you know, be in their members' happy place, so to speak. Well, I think it's, I actually think it's beyond the happy place. I think it's really creating value because it's, it's a value exchange that's happening. You know, when you, you look out and you look at like what an Uber does, right? An Uber is taking away the, you know, the experience of a taxi and giving you a beautiful personal experience. And that that is a value exchange. And for that, you know, I'm going to, I'll use somebody else's car and I won't be weirded out that this is a stranger driving me because I have trust in the system. The same thing is happening with data and the member. The value exchange is, again, the trust. And it goes back to how do, how do you, credit union, learn more about me, said member, that you can create different processes. You can understand that, you know, I, I may not be making my payment or, or that I have this opportunity presented in front of me and you solve it for me in advance. That's what I want you to do. That's why I trust you. Yeah, and therein lies the value of data, I guess, is when, is, is it that anticipation? Is that, is that kind of what you seek to do? I, I think the value in the data is a couple things. I think it's understanding, you know, number one, who is your member? So that descriptive piece of the analytics, like who am I? What am I? How many members, you know, my members are going to fall into different personas and segmentations. So what does that really look like? How am I being used? What are those channels? All that descriptive piece, you know, that current state of what I am to this date. Yes. And I think the second piece around that is obviously the descriptive data, or excuse me, predictive data, which is, well, if I'm currently this way, what does it look like if this current trend, you know, continues? Sure. And then why does that happen? And then obviously there's the prescriptive. So if I know that this is where I'm going to be, what is my best action and how can you solve a problem in advance um, that's most appropriate? Thanks for listening to the CUNA News Podcast. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play.